Welcome, everyone. You're on Radio Tony, and this is a conversation with Kez. And despite a few technical issues, we are live today with the gorgeous Kez Wickham St. George, international best-selling author, and my co-host. For those of you listening live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, we have the gorgeous Payo in the Philippines ready and waiting to respond to your questions and send you links from anything that we talk about in the show. If you're driving and listening where you can't take note of those uh, connections, then jump on to RadioTony.com and look under our guests and you will find all about the gorgeous Lisa Forsyth, our author for today. Now, this is a very timely show. In Australia, we've just gone into lockdown across most of the states in Australia, including Queensland, where I am, and Western Australia, where Kez is. And so this show is very timely. Um, It's from a wonderful new author called Lisa Forsyth, who is a teacher, mum, and author of Simple Activities for Toddlers a practical play-at-home handbook for parents. And I can't think of a better way to uh, have someone on the show than we're in lockdown and there's lots of toddlers causing havoc across the planet. So Lisa was caring for her toddler, Thomas, throughout the pandemic and it gave her the inspiration to create at Simple Toddler Activities on Instagram to offer other parents activity ideas to keep the little ones busy. This led her to writing her debut book to share her expertise to other parents. Lisa holds multiple Australian university degrees in education. She has a Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Teaching Honours, a Master of Education and a Diploma of Graduate Teaching of Asia. Of Asia. She's been a member of the teaching profession for over 15 years and she's passionate about play-based education and learning. Lisa wants to share her educational knowledge with others to impart the importance of developing a child's foundational skills before they're ready to enter formal schooling. The best part is her book is full of fun activities that you can easily do at home, predominantly using recyclables and craft activities. The book is designed to guide your toddler to develop foundational skills and there are 60 high-quality activities that are open-ended. So that means each time your toddler engages with the activity, they can discover something new. These activities, these are activities that you want to replete. Repeat, sorry. Another way to play is all about reusing the same activity to teach different skills and concepts with minimal preparation required, thus saving you time, resources, and space. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Congratulations on the book, and it's so wonderful to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much, Tony. That was quite the introduction. It is really timely, as you say. I, I can't believe it. I really can't. Australia and lockdown are not two words I thought I'd be hearing in 2021. <laughs> I know. When they um, announced yesterday that Queensland was going, so they'd already started with New South Wales, Northern Territory and Western Australia, and then Queensland added, I'm like, oh, my goodness, what a great timing of the show. We couldn't have done it better. No, no, could not have planned it, honestly. (laughs) 
I'll start with the first question, and that's why an Aussie gal is in Madrid in the middle of COVID with a toddler. Yes, it does sound really bizarre, doesn't it? So I moved to Madrid <laughs> five years ago um, for my husband's job. My husband's actually British. So we did actually move from Sydney to Madrid and everything was great. Mm -hmm. We could easily go and see my husband's family in the UK. I could go back to Australia to see friends and family every year. Then COVID happened and it was not a great place to be. What you're kind of experiencing now uh, was my reality (laughs) from March 14, 2020. So... Yeah, horrible, horrible times. So anyone going through lockdown, having to juggle work, juggle children, as well as trying to educate, (sighs) hats off to you. It's not easy. Mm. Lisa, Spain was yeah, a lot. We've seen some of the comments come through on on the news snippets and that when you're watching TV and and you know I'm I'm not a young mum anymore. Um, I'm a grandmother, so it was like, um, goodness. I can't I can't imagine doing that I just can't imagine you know school holidays were bad enough for me I was a teacher too so it was like what are we going to do you know put out all the all the stops and keep them entertained and at the end of the day you're just as exhausted as when you went to work so yeah I don't envy you at all yeah it's true like sorry Dylan uh staying within lockdown for like months and months and months wasn't it yes so lockdown for us meant that we couldn't have any children outside I couldn't step one foot outside for almost three months so we um, lived in a two-bedroom apartment and my husband had to work from home so our bedroom doubled as his office so doing zoom calls and all sorts of things was great with an 18 month old back then a little boy that had so much energy and always wanted to run in and be like, Dada! He's like, I'm on a call. It's kind of like that video that went viral years ago with the husband that was in South Korea, I think. And the child comes scooting in. That was my son, Thomas. Um, <laughs> it was hilarious, but also extra stressful because my husband was like, this was a really important meeting night. <laughs> Nothing we can do about it. Um, so trying to entertain him and keep him a little bit quiet. How do you do that as a toddler? I don't know. I didn't sleep a lot during that time because I was coming up with ideas. I was also stressed. I didn't know back then. Nobody knew what mm. this virus actually was and how bad it would be. Who would have ever thought that you could not leave your house? And only the adults could go, one person, um, to your nearest supermarket and back or to get medicine and back, nothing else. It was horrible. Mm. Yeah. I think it was the same pretty much globally. It was, you know, you only were allowed outside. I mean, here in WA, um, we didn't have that many cases, not really. Mm. But um, the kids were still playing in the park. Um, you could go out for an hour and play in the park. I can't imagine you, know, you being an Australian. It must have been really hard because we all love it. We all love our fresh air and our sunshine, don't we? Yeah. We do. Like adults couldn't even go out for exercise. That was never, ever an option. Mm. And it was hard as well being so far 
from my family and they're seeing the news like 900 deaths a day almost a thousand today um just hospitals overrun oh the ice skating rink in madrid doubles as um yeah a mortuary basically and they're like but you have to come back like the borders are shut i can't come back but you can you can be repatriated no actually my son was born in madrid so mm. he doesn't have Australian citizenship. He does now. It was a very long process. And then now we're mm. still waiting to get him a passport. So, yes, I could have come back to Australia potentially on a business class flight, hopefully not getting cancelled. Yeah. But I'm not leaving my my son and my husband back in no. Madrid. No. Um, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people forget as well. It's so many families are separated and continue to be separated and yeah for us in europe things are improving we're really really lucky but we've had multiple waves and a lot of death and australia has always been shut off but you've had almost a normal life apart from not being able to leave australia or have returning family yeah. members but overall it yeah. hasn't been the same everywhere Mm, that's true. No. So did you find this um, when you were in lockdown, Did you? that's when you found the inspiration to write a book? Because as an author and a mentor, I found um, I was just inundated with people wanting to write books and wanting to be mentored through it. And, and they said it's because of lockdown has given us the time to be creative. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that was my way to being an author so it actually started with an instagram account um because we were um in lockdown and lockdown started happening in the uk two weeks later um and then many other countries followed suit and i started putting what i was doing for thomas on there because my friends and family were like what do i do how do i juggle this work business plus look after my kid i just i can't i don't have the time like, of course you don't have the time. It's an impossible task. How can you be expected to work full time and come up with ideas for your child? You just can't. So that's how it started. And basically I put ideas up for them. And then over time, more people found me. And so it yeah. was in October last year that I was like, oh, hey, wait, <laughs> light bulb moment. Why can't you just put all of the other ideas that you want to do into a book because that way you can reach more people. Mm. But but not only that, I wanted to also have mm. my educator hat on. And as a teacher, Kez, you or former teacher, you will know if you've been in early years and you have children come into your classroom and you're just like, oh, I wish they'd done more work at home with fine motor skills. Oh, I wish they'd done a little bit more work on social skills oh, wouldn't it be amazing mm. if this child had worked on emotions and knew how to label them and actually had an idea of how they were feeling? Mm. That's where this came in. I was like, well, yeah. the book isn't just for people in lockdown. It's also for educators who want to make sure the students they're receiving in kindergarten actually have the right skills, that they're not mm. rote learning numbers to 100 and this is a way to actually strip it all back, focus on the foundational, the basic skills that kids need so they're actually understanding one-to-one -one correspondence. And that just basically means one means one. 
That might sound really basic, but the amount of yeah. parents who don't know that because they're parents, they're not educators. Yeah. And so yeah. I decided I wanted the book to also have that longevity and be useful for preschools, daycares and nurse, uh, you call them kindergartens in Australia. That was yes. my whole aim. Mm-hmm. So the book was actually a response to me wanting to help because during the pandemic, it can feel like a really helpless situation. It is really mm-hmm. mentally challenging when you're indoors yes. <laughs> all day, every day um, with no break. With a toddler. But yeah, yeah with a toddler. But it, it kept me sane. And so, yeah, it was October that I came up with that idea. And the easiest thing mm-hmm. was writing the book. Because in my head, I just had all these ideas. This is where I was going to be taking my son and his learning journey and looking after my sanity as well. And the complication, of course, was things weren't great again in October. And lockdowns were looming and starting up throughout Europe. They never came to Spain again, but the restrictions did. And so, yeah. You know, the nighttime curfew, the early morning curfew, so many kids' um, classes being um, put back into home quarantine because the virus is spreading mm. and so on. And so I was just like, okay, I've got this book that I've written now. How on earth do I do the activities with my son, get a photographer because I can't take photos? How do I get yes. an editor? Like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a journey, was, isn't it, Lisa? It is. It is a real big learning curve and a journey. Mm. That's when you need a mentor <laughs> to hold hand and say, "I can help you do all this." Where were you, kids? <laughs> I know. Where were you, kids? I needed you. Just <laughs> waiting for a call. <laughs> I basically. Um, found this platform called Upwork and you can hire people from all around the world to do all sorts of things Mm. and that was my savior and I was really lucky that there was one photographer in Madrid that I liked their work because I needed someone who could physically come to my house. Thomas and I were busy like doing our activities and this guy Nuno Perestello which you can see in the beginning part of my book, um, all about his socials. He's actually from Portugal but lives in Spain and he also speaks English, which was fantastic. I do speak Spanish but it's, you know, oh, a really yeah. important job mm. <laughs> putting together a book and liaising with a photographer. And so the other great thing was he had a young daughter as well and he was the main carer for her. So we could also field test these activities with his daughter as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. More people should do that. Yeah, mm. it's important because I think a lot of people put together a book and there aren't real tests done on that that's right. for mm-hmm. that particular age group. And so my son by this stage is just over two and Nuno's daughter was about 18 months, so there was a good spread. and. It was brilliant. We had that yeah. aspect as well. And you're not going to believe the next part because we were racing against what we thought would be a lockdown. 
And then Philomena, Philomena came along in January and that was a massive storm and we had snow. I was snowed in to my building. We could not get out. Madrid and snow. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. The world was kind of going, we're going to throw everything at Europe. <laughs> yes. Next week it could have been an alien invasion. I have no idea. But um, <laughs> when we finally could start filming again, you'll see some activities where there's actually ice and snow in here, and that's real <laughs> for Madrid. Yes. It would be like, you know, Sydney having could, a full-on snowstorm. Can you show yeah. Can you show the watches um, just a few pages in your book, particularly your photographer and then um, one of the photos of the activities because it's beautiful, Kev. Um, Lisa showed me the book when we first talked and it's just, it's really beautiful. It looks lovely. So as you can see, every single activity is actually photographed professionally. Field tested. Everyone field tested. It's organised in a really logical way. Mm. So we actually want a child to pick up the book and flick through and go, oh, I'd like to do this, for example. And so Mm. one of the best pieces of feedback I've been receiving is from families of multiple children. The older ones, Mm -hmm. like even nine, seven, will go, oh, I'm going to look after the younger ones. We're going to do this. And they'll play teacher and so they can look at the materials they can look at the step-by-step instructions they can have a look as well at vocabulary suggestions and the Mm -hmm. reason why I wanted to put the vocabulary suggestions in were for the families who are bilingual for example or for Mm -hmm. the families who just aren't really confident in doing a sensory activity like this one for example and there's suggestions of words that you can use to Mm -hmm. introduce and to extend your child And then every single activity has developing. So as a parent, you know what skills your child is working on, whether it's language and communication, fine motor, um, patience, perseverance, all of those sorts of skills that a lot of people forget about that are the most important. Like this activity, for example, is hammering tees. And so it's about using wooden golf tees or it could even be anything else that you have in a cardboard box and you just write the numbers for example and they can practice that skill or you could change it with the alphabet matching uppercase and lowercase letters you could be matching colors for the younger ones but it's about that hand-eye coordination as well Mm. and so Mm -hmm. what kid is not going to love having a child's hammer trying to hit some of that frustration away. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of us adults could have used him as well. (laughs) Totally. It's a really good way to release stress during a pandemic. (laughs) It's like this Play-Doh activity and looking at, like, emotions and, you know, pulling out the mirror and getting them to make a happy face or a sad face or frustrated but then getting them to use buttons or whatever you have at home Mm, that's mm. safe for your age of your child. And it's just doing activities that get them talking about how Mm. they're feeling, what the facial expression might be, what makes them feel happy. And a lot of people are just like, oh, but toddlers and emotions, 
yeah. Oh, that's it's re- good time to yeah. start. It is because you can read them stories and you can talk about characters and why they're feeling a particular way. Giving children the language when it comes to emotions just yeah, makes right. them less yeah. frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. You know yourself, both of you are parents, and if they have the vocabulary, there are less tantrums, less frustrations yeah. because they can, can communicate. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, Lisa, did, it, did you notice through the process of this that you had the, the ability, Thomas gained the ability to explain a bit better how he was feeling? Because we all know what toddler tantrums are like. And essentially, it's their inability to communicate exactly how they feel in a way that we can understand. So was that helpful uh, and and part of some of the reasons behind the book? Yeah, Totally, because um, my son now can say when he's outside and his heart blows off, he's like, I'm frustrated. Yes. Why are you frustrated? My heart. Something so simple. But before, it would have been like, ah. <laughs> that's not how it was supposed to go yeah. or for example and <laughs> um, he like I like doing snack activities so in the book um a snack activity is them getting to prepare a snack but it might be like getting a banana oh. opening it themselves mm-hmm. cutting up the banana putting yogurt on whatever it might be and then the end is they get to eat it And so obviously for a toddler, using the toddler knife and so on, cutting a banana is not an easy thing to do. But, yes, they can do it as a two-year-old. And Mm. instead of just going, he can say, it's not working. Can I have some help? (laughs) (laughs) So he's got the tone, he's got the facial expression, but it comes out in a much more constructive way. And Yeah. Yeah. I recommend all families do it because you all have to eat and it's just one of those things that it can be made into a fun activity and it does help your child in the long run and it helps your family's sanity as well. Oh, yes, I agree. Yes, I certainly agree. I used to um, encourage my grandson to cook to Nana singing. Um, He reckons I sound like a frog in a bucket. But, <laughs> but he, uh, he certainly had some interesting dishes as well. <laughs> Definitely. And my son is the same. Like people always ask me because now he's three. They're like, what do you mean? He can make pancakes. I'm like, well, he knows. He's just made them a lot. So yeah. he knows how to crack the eggs and mix the ingredients. Yeah. He knows it's what fabulous. goes where yeah. and how. And it's just, okay, they make some mess, of course, but you make the cleaning up a part of the mess an activity yeah, fun yeah. um yeah but again it's just having the, the mindset and hopefully exactly. the feedback I've been getting from the book is that it's given parents confidence to actually try yes. things with their kids it allows them to go okay this is what I need this is a step-by-step and Lisa has also suggested make a clear working space have everything mm. laid out and mm. you know it's a, it's logical and so mm. what I'm trying to yeah. do is empower parents to take up the challenge engage with your child have a little bit of fun I'm not Mm. saying it's not messy it can be messy but just Mm. program that time into the activity because the day is long and being in lockdown right now 
it seems even longer because everything that you're used to do, doing, going out whenever you want, schools, daycares, mm. childcare, mm. it's gone. And yeah, yeah, it's stressful. You have work. So hopefully in Australia, my book will help a lot more people as well. And I do believe in education being free. So I do still keep my Instagram uh, Instagram yes. going. Um, mm. For those people who want to see what I'm about in before purchasing mm. a book, if you don't have the money, I'm telling you, there are ideas. There's loads of ideas and they yes. are free. On Instagram. But if you yeah. can, of course, I would love you to buy my book. But the whole mm. purpose for me creating this was actually to help mm. families through a pandemic with toddlers like I was going through. So tell me yeah. about the um, yeah. the self-publishing trip. How did you enjoy that? <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> you needed a coach. <laughs> writing the book was so easy. And then it was just like, oh, self-publishing. Oh, oh I, I can't do that. I, oh, I don't have the confidence. And then it's all the self-doubt. Can I actually do this? Yeah. Is this something that's going to be useful for people? Um, if I self-publish, does that mean it goes everywhere in the world on Amazon? I thought so, but no. Um, no. There are a lot of yeah. families in India who would love my book and follow me on Instagram, but it's an yeah. ebook there and it's just like oh, it's so much better as an actual physical <laughs> book. Yeah. Um, I'm really sorry. I did tell you, yes, it would be there, but um, no, not in physical format. Um, the process of publishing on KDP um, on Amazon was actually quite easy. The photographer, Nuno Caracelo, of my book, actually yes. tried his hand at designing the book because as a photographer, he has designed his own but yeah. his yeah. line of work mm-hmm. for a long time. So we liaised yeah. together um, and came up with, something that was really functional, very straightforward, and it worked brilliantly. Uh Then once it's out there, it's the marketing. Mm. It's just like, oh, I was creating a product that was very useful and helpful. Mm. Oh, it doesn't sell itself. And it's great. It's great. No. What? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of hard work, Lisa. It's. Yeah. I spoke to a publisher afterwards who was saying, like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. We normally have a team of, like, six people that would market, like, a bunch <laughs> of people's things. Like, how on earth are you doing it? <laughs> and I'm like, well, luckily for me, um, I'm not sure. I had <laughs> an Instagram account <laughs> beforehand. Yes. That's something. Um, but I literally found Twitter once I released the book and I started um, LinkedIn. That's where I found you, Tony. And then I got TikTok. That's just like a placeholder. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, oh, now I've got a Facebook page and then I was told I needed a group. I've got all these social medias happening. Yeah. (laughs) And it's exhausting. (laughs) It is exhausting. Yeah. I'm so glad I have a wonderful publisher. I just say there's yeah. the book. <laughs> totally. And then you do have the backing of the, the publisher, of course, and their contacts and it's their yes. financial risk. Yes. Whereas for me, it's yes. totally 100% my financial yours. risk. 
But we must we must walk after this. I have some ideas for you, Lisa. But about oh, the oh. book. <laughs> so you're um that was the self-publication horror journey. So what's happening now? Where are you going with it now? Um so at the moment it's doing really well in the UK. That's my biggest market. Yeah. So awesome. over the weekend, anybody in the education world probably has heard of Independent Thinking by Ian Gilbert. Yes, I yes. had the privilege of chatting to him. Um, he's been a huge mentor in my educational journey, and I'm sure he has for yes. many educators. So I got to be a part um, of his book festival, and I spoke for that over the weekend. Um, also very, very lucky that there is a parenting expert in the UK called Sue Atkins. And yep. she has recommended yes. my book with her Sue Atkins book club. So there's a few other really amazing yes. uh, lesser known authors like myself. And basically what I'm trying to hopefully do is speak to more people like yourselves and more people yeah. in education to get the word out there. Mm. I actually am going to be speaking at an online conference later in July in online yes. with the US about mm -hmm. how to bring yeah. parenting from a chaos situation to mm. calm. But yeah. I am mm -hmm. not a parenting expert. I'm actually speaking about what we were just a moment ago, how you can play with your child, yes. bond with your child, mm. put in that vocabulary and the communication skills to actually have a yeah. better home life. Just with simple things, yeah. nothing that's like mm. groundbreaking at all. But sometimes in our busy lives, we just so bogged down and we have tunnel vision that sometimes it's really yeah. nice to just have a podcast or a webinar or a conference that you can tune in, in and tune out of mm, as yes. you please and hopefully pick up some really useful tips and ideas. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm hoping to do that. I've got a website now. Um, again, Kez will just <laughs> yeah. say you did a book and then like months later you had a website. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> we all do things in our own time. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe you also do a newsletter. Now, is that on Instagram or on your blog site or where does your newsletter come into it? So you will need to go to my website and you can sign up for um, the email and it comes free to your inbox every fortnight and so I'm updating my website with activities and then I'm getting experts in various fields to write articles and so there's yeah. going to be a blog post so the first one is by the parenting uh, expert Sue Atkins about the importance of play then I'll have let's yeah. say another author um, on mindfulness I've got nutritionists yeah. that will be giving um, healthy eating tips and tricks as well so it's going to be a space that parents and educators can come for lots yeah. of expert advice, not just something that somebody down the road said on Facebook, actual quality information by doctors, experts in various fields. 
Lisa, I've got um, a friend of mine who specialises in uh, meditation for children. So I must um, introduce the two of you. She does amazing work with uh, particularly under eight-year-olds. That's her focus. She wants to teach the world's children how to meditate. So I'll do that to you, do that introduction after the show. But that sounds like a great synergy for what you're trying to accomplish with mm. um, children. Somewhere along the line between my generation and your generation, we forgot about uh, the the kind of basics in parenting in that educative and communication space. So that yeah. teaching young children to communicate and to uh, notice what their emotions are and to be able to express and talk about them. Um, I just, I'm just, I'm so grateful that we um, connected and I was able to bring this book to our audience because I really believe in uh, the great work that you are doing and will do, Lisa. Um, one of the things um, I wanted to ask was from a perspective of um, personal satisfaction, what's the book meant for you? to incorporate those wonderful decades of education experience and being the mother of a toddler and then writing a book. How I know it's a lot of hard work. I know that there have been some bumpy bits, but other than that, have you discovered a life passion, do you think? I have. Um, I am 100% fulfilled because I'm so proud when my son, he has his own copy of the book and he calls it Mama's Special Book and he will yeah. flip through and, he, yeah, just as a toddler would and then we'll just get to the end and he's like, Mama, I love this book. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. But also from um, a personal standpoint, it's a time capsule for him when he's older in the sense that... He did every single activity in this book with me and it's something that he'll be able to look back at and be like, oh, I don't remember the time, of course, but something good has come out of a really dark time in the pandemic mm. around the world, yes. in our family. Um, I also feel really, I guess, validated that I I have worked so hard and put my all into education for many many years and to come up with something yeah. that I I know is valuable from all the feedback that I'm giving I need to be more confident and it's beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful Actually, Lisa. it's a beautiful it, book it, it is it really is but all the it, it's just quality that's inside as well it's child-friendly it's parent-friendly and it is best practice because it's also using oh, a lot of recyclables. So it's about yeah. upcycling. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, oh, it's an egg carton whale. To... <laughs> <laughs> That's an important point that we I'd like to remind the listeners today is that all the activities are with, like, household uh, items and things that you're most likely to have in the house, like your um, activity with the golf tees. 
lots of us, even if we're not fanatic golf players, will have golf tees somewhere mm. around our space. Who would have thought that you could put them into a cardboard box and make such an awesome activity out of it? Yeah. yeah. Totally. You've done really I well, Lisa. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's a great. But I haven't seen I the book. Just, I think it's. Yeah. But it's, um, I can't wait to see the book. Uh, yeah, I yeah. just, when you, when you start writing, it's such a creative journey that you've been on. Um, and I can still see the excitement in your face that this is, this is my beautiful book. Well, don't lose that. This is, this is a beautiful book. You know, and be, and be very proud of yourself that you've written this book to not only to help yourself through a dark time, but to help other mums as well, mums and kids all through the UK. But I want to get it into Australia for you if I can. That's what I'm aiming at, is to, to get it over yeah. here and let people read it over here. You have got family over here, though. Surely they can uh, bring it over here and, and start um, doing some publicity with it. Oh, I think we've lost Lisa, so I'll just keep talking. Oh, there she is. She's back again. Sorry, Lisa, we lost yeah, her for a moment. Yeah, we're going to cut out. Internet. <laughs> Internet. Um, I know. <laughs> Internet's um, in lockdown I know. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, um, I've got, I'm going to ask you to tell the audience about how to connect with you and your website and all that, but before I do... I wanted to know, we talked about this when we connected, um, is that uh, what have you got planned for the future? So as Thomas ages, do you think that there will be more books? Oh, we've lost Lisa in Madrid. Goodness (laughs) me. Yeah, that we've lost her. Oh, no, the gorgeous Lisa in Madrid has dropped out. There she is. Um, no, she dropped out again. There we go. Yay. <laughs> we can hear you. can't see you. No, we can't see. So I know when I talked to uh, Lisa in our first conversation that uh, she talked about further books in the future. Oh, lovely Lisa's back. Oh, and now we need to. So web, there yeah. we go. That's, That's better. better. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd love to do some webinars as well. So um, that way I can reach more people um, on a platform, for example, like YouTube. And we can do activities together, especially like for science, technology, art and maths together. Buzzword, but I do have those in my book as well. Some parents, oh, I could guide them through a process with their child in live, real time, just from a different part of the world, perhaps. So that's another thing. And yes. um, yeah, I just want to doing this because I'm really passionate about education and helping families. Yeah. Lisa, I'm going to get you to briefly turn off your video. We can still hear you, but we'll either turn your video off because it's interfering with the audio. Um, another question uh, 
if I can get you back on again. See, technology across the world never can quite think <laughs> that it's going to work the way you want it to. Um, the lovely Lisa, we're going to hopefully talk to her again. There we go. She's back. Uh, <laughs> hey, Lisa. Um, I, uh, I'll get you to turn your mic back on, unmute yourself, and you can turn the video off if you like because we can hear your beautiful voice. Um, I wanted to get you to tell okay. the audience how they can connect with you, all the ways that they can connect with you. Um, and for those that are listening um, on socials, KO will pop the link for Lisa into the chat box as well. So, Lisa, um, tell us about the channels where people can connect you and where they can get the book. Okay, so I have a website, which is lisaforsyth.com and Forsyth, F-O-R- And it's got an E. T-H-E, E, <laughs> that annoying E. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn as Lisa Forsyth Zero because somebody used my name before me. And the best place um, you can buy my book is on Amazon. I know. How dare they? I actually thought about messaging them, especially because <laughs> the, the Twitter account seems to not be have, like being used for about 10 years. They're like, can I please have your handle? But I haven't. Um, so, yeah, my website and then Amazon, you can buy my book there. And let's tell the audience the exact name of the book. Okay, the exact name of the book is Simple Activities for Toddlers and the subtitle is A Practical Play-at-Home Handbook for Parents. There you go, people. So jump onto Amazon and grab a copy of Lisa's book, uh, particularly the Australians with toddlers listening. I want you to go out and buy Lisa's book now because it's just jam-packed full of not only the, your toddler will like looking at the pictures, won't they, Lisa? They will, and it gets their attention, but it makes the perfect gift idea as well. So you're wondering what yes. to take to the next baby shower when things open up again yes. no one's going to have yes. my book it's new it's <laughs> um, a good idea but it is the perfect gift because most people most people just plan for the birth and the fourth trimester yes. for example nobody is yes. prepared for the toddler years I'm preparing you <laughs> all the mystery <laughs> is taken out of activities to do with your child <laughs> I think that they're almost as challenging as the teenage years. So there's two points in your child's life what I, that I think, from a mother's perspective, that are really challenging. First one is toddlers and then there's teenagers. And there's quite a few similarities, except you would expect that your teenager could communicate better. And I'm not sure <laughs> that they can. No. <laughs> Well, if they're not taught to by Lisa's book when they're a toddler, they're not going to do it when they're a 
teenagers, that's for sure. I know. I was just going to say, so let's circumvent the teenage angst by getting them uh, Lisa's book as a toddler and teaching them how to communicate and use their um, their, uh, words to express how they're feeling. And then by the time they're a teenager, (laughs) it might be better. (laughs) Totally. It will be better. It honestly will. (laughs) Yeah. Lisa, I can see a series. I know I can see a series as Thomas grows. I can see your creative brain going, okay, so now we've done toddlers. Let's do preschoolers. Let's do school age children. Let's do as he grows. Yes, yes, definitely. (laughs) whole series. Because your education um, experience is across quite a a group of children. It's not just toddlers and preschoolers, is it? No. No, it's not. I've had yeah the pleasure of working in nurseries all the way up to high school, actually. So um, yeah. when you work in a central school, for example, in Australia, it goes from kindergarten to year 12 mm-hmm. sometimes. So high school is yes. not my forte, yep. um, but <laughs> I loved when I lived in the UK and I yes. worked in a nursery there. I loved when I was in New Zealand and I was working in the early years. So my background is really diverse and I also have a toddler. So once you have a lot of skills, they're really transferable as an educator. Yes. Yes, they are. I agree. Yeah. Lisa, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this, Lisa, but um, I also do reviews on books. So send me your book. I'd love to do a, um, a review on it for you. Oh, that sounds amazing. Thank you, Kez. Yes, send me your address. I will, yeah. Kez yes. does lovely, uh, Kez does lovely um, video reviews for um, authors and she provides that service because as an author herself, they're hard to get video um, reviews. So, for listeners who get this book and enjoy it, don't forget to write a review. It's one of the things that you can give an author that increases oh, yes, their platform. Yeah. It, 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 it leads to so many things. People, you know, we get a bit blasé about reviews because I know I get lots of them via email, via text message, via all sorts of ways. But for watchers and listeners, for an author, reviews are just something that they absolutely need to grow their audience and to keep writing. And so mm. I know the quality of Lisa's book is just so amazing. I'm sure that Lisa will go on to write more play-based and educa- educative books as she goes along but to do that she needs help from the listeners worldwide so if you're listening today and you grab a copy Mm. of lisa's book which i encourage you to do any parents of toddlers grab a book particularly in the next couple of years i think that we will be in and out of lockdown at various times across various countries i don't think that this is something that's going to be finished by the end of the year i See that there will be an ongoing thing um, in terms mm. of pandemics and viruses. And so I encourage you to be prepared. Um, lots of us were not prepared. Um, Lisa will readily admit that she was not prepared for what lockdown looked like mm. in Spain. 
and even though we're getting a bit more used to it, it's still going to be challenging with a toddler in the house, isn't it, Lisa? It is. It doesn't get any easier or even if you just have restrictions, you are essentially (laughs) unprepared because it's just totally mind-blowing that, oh, it's happening again. Yes. More ideas, more stress. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, in Spain you're allowed out now. You're not complete... um, lockdown no in spain things are brilliant finally um we don't have to wear masks outside all the time which is great we do indoors um most people over the age of 40 have been vaccinated and they're starting under 40s um this coming week so things are a lot better but as you were saying we just don't know with all the various strains out there in the world and how they'll interact with the vaccines. And we also don't know about coronaviruses in the future because they're predicting that it's going to be an ongoing problem unless we change how we interact with the environment and animals. Yeah. It's very true. Agreed. Um, Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah. We can see, by the way, we... We could see, by the way, we reacted the first time when it was complete lockdown, just about global, how the earth and the animals came back, you know, in their dozens. You know, it was just, it was beautiful to watch. Uh, and I hope that, you know, that we don't have to go through any more lockdowns to prove that we really need these things in our lives. So the more books you can write on keeping people happy while they're in lockdown is going to be really, really useful, Lisa. But maybe with the next one, you could uh, include an animal or two to, you know, to help the kids understand that we need these as well. No, definitely. That's something I'd love to do. Um, Yeah. I do a lot in terms of that on my Instagram with, like, World Rainforest Day, World Ocean Day. Um, I actually also run a hashtag about upcycling play or upcycle play ideas and that is about oh. people sending me ideas and then each week we share um the top one so I run with that that run that account with another mum who actually lives in the US so yeah I do want to make a difference in any way that I possibly can good for you thank Lisa, you the upcycle play is that another instagram group or how do people connect with you for that for that genre so it's hashtag upcycle underscore play ideas and there is an associated repost account with that with the same name so upcycle underscore play ideas and people can use that hashtag and each week we go through that hashtag and we share to that account stories and we repost some of our favourite ideas. And it's just a way that other mums can show us what they're doing and we can share that with a bigger audience as well because we're all on social media a lot more than we should be as Mm. much as we don't like to admit it. It's true. (laughs) And it's, just another way that people can engage, I guess, with me, but also the idea mm. of upcycling to help 
um, reduce the amount of plastic and clutter that we all have mm -hmm. in our homes that we shouldn't. Correct. We Absolutely. And yeah. if you... The Carry other on. thing is that you're actually teaching your child or toddler from a very early age to be um, more conscious of their environment, the world's environment, and to reuse and common household items. I mean, I remember my kids playing with the um, egg cartons, but there's now so many more things that you can do with egg cartons from planting seeds in them to painting them to creating crocodiles to all the things that you have in your book. And that's a that's wonderful right. thing for the planet. It is, but it's also a wonderful thing for all families because it goes to show you don't need a lot of money to buy all the latest toys no. and gadgets to have fun yes. or for it to be educational. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's just bringing it right back to, to basics and making education and making family life fun with what you have. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Making definitely. fun with what you have is very, well, very my wonderful girls, we are at the end of our session for today. So, mm -hmm. listeners, um, I encourage you to jump onto Amazon and get Simple Activities for Toddlers, a practical play-at-home handbook for parents. The author is the gorgeous Lisa Forsythe, F-O-R-S-Y-T-H-E. <laughs> um, Lisa is on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, for those of you listening and watching online, those links will be in the chat box for you. Otherwise, jump onto RadioTony.com or just Google Lisa Foresight with an E, F-O-R-S-Y-T-H-E. And that book again, Simple Activities for Toddlers, a practical play-at-home handbook for parents. I encourage you all to grab a copy today. Anyone with toddlers, uh, anyone attending a shower or uh, for parents just wondering what on earth to do to keep that toddler busy mm. today. Lisa, thank you so much for your time. Kez, thank you once again. Another thank wonderful you. show, another wonderful author. We'll be back again next week with another author show. Lisa, I hope you get back to sleep okay today. <laughs> I'm sure I will. It's probably 3 a.m. now. But no, thank you both for your time and the conversation and helping me get the word out about my book. I greatly appreciate it. It is our pleasure. Thank you so much, yes, Lisa. Yes. Thank you, Kez, and bye, bye. for now. Bye. bye.